Hi guys, welcome back to the Friends You Can Grow With podcast. I'm Casey Placentia. And I am Matt Nespri, back again with Billy Hunt. Hello. We are so excited. Always a treat to have you mm-hmm. at our table. Billy, today we're going to be talking about forgiveness. We've been talking about toxic emotions yeah. and the answer to toxic emotions mm-hmm. is forgiveness. Yeah. 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 That's great. And I know nobody at this table has ever needed forgiven for anything. Right. So this is more of like how we give forgiveness to the many people who have wronged us. Yes. Okay. I forgive That you, wasn't Matt. a joke, Billy. I know. It was a joke. It just sounded funny. Well, I can't think of anybody who's wronged me. I, wow. That's good. Because I forgive them quickly. Oh, my goodness. Is there a secret to that? Yeah. Teach us your ways. Yeah. Quickly. Quickly. The secret is quickly. Okay. Uh, really, the sooner you forgive... The sooner the Lord can cleanse your memory, cleanse your heart, and restore your relationship. And is that the ultimate goal of forgiveness? Is there an ultimate kind of goal of forgiveness? Freedom, really freedom mm-hmm. and restoration, those two words. But it's not just restoration of a relationship, it's restoration of your relationship with God. Hmm. Because you know, really, in the Lord's prayer, the Lord says, Forgive us as we forgive. Mm-hmm. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. One one book says uh, trespasses the other debts as we forgive those who trespass against us mm-hmm. and our debtors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It made me think. Uh, <coughs> I, I heard a kid praying that Lord's Prayer once and he said, forgive our daughters as we are also <laughs> forgiven. So <laughs> anyway, um, so forgiveness. I mean, I think that's a very, it's a very tough topic. Mm-hmm. I think we live in a time where we talked about offense a little bit last time, but it's pretty easy to be offended anywhere you turn your head. Um, so how how do we go about recognizing when there is a need for forgiveness? Well, uh, we talked about the different types of toxic emotions, anger, uh, let me go over them, injured souls, offense, feelings of inferiority, jealousy, envy, all those things. And anytime somebody hurts you, You've got to forgive. Mm. And it's when somebody owes you something and they're not going to repay you, you've got to forgive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, those th- any, anything that's uh, troubling your heart, that's blocking, I don't know about you, but when something's wrong in my soul, it blocks my spirit. Mm. And so I got to get that out of the way so my relationship with God can be as I want it to be. And that, for me, that's the most important part of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is I want to keep my I want to be as close to the Lord as I can possibly be. I know the blessings come from the Lord, as, and the closer you are, the more you're going to feel His glory. So uh, forgiveness is not about the person I'm forgiving; it's about me. Mm-hmm. It's more important for me than it is for the person I'm. Because a lot of times, the person you're forgiving doesn't even want forgiveness, or they don't even know they've hurt you. Mm-hmm. And are are uh, you know probably the greatest example of forgiveness that I know of was a minister friend of mine in the Carolinas. I think I may have shared this on our last, I don't know what it was in relationship, but his son, while in college, worked in a little convenience store, and he was robbed one night. And the young man that robbed him shot him and Mm. killed him. Mm. And the young man was apprehended. Uh, He went to trial. He was found guilty. And at the close of the trial, they allowed the the family to speak to the person who did it. And he said to this young man, I know that uh, 
that you didn't just go in there intending to kill my son. I know that the devil, the enemy, caused you to do that, and I want you to know that I choose to forgive you. But that wasn't the end of it. He went to prison and visited that young man, led him to the Lord, and went back and did Bible studies with him. Wow. The young man that killed his son. Yeah. And of course they grieved, they, you know, they, they loved their son dearly, but he, for him to experience forgiveness, he knew he had to forgive that young man. And that's how he chose to do it. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a beautiful example. That young man didn't particularly want forgiveness when he first said, I forgive you. But after he received Christ, then he began to see the value of that forgiveness. So a lot of times the people we forgive, they may never see you again. You may never see them again, but it's for you. It's not mm-hmm. for them. Why is it that um, unforgiveness in our relationships here on earth have a tendency to affect our relationship with our Father? Well, because God is love and and um, unforgiveness blocks love. It blocks it in our natural relationships. And it blocks it just blocks our relationship with God, and so I, I think I have a have a, a note here somewhere about forgiveness, uh, and let's see if this is it. Forgiveness and repentance opens the uh, opens the secret man of your heart to receive blessings from God. That's what it does. There's a secret man in your heart. It pulls out of the way all of those toxic emotions when you begin to forgive. Uh, you know, you just. So many people have been through so much and it's so hard to forgive. Mm-hmm. And I've had people say to me when I said, you need to forgive, they said back to me, you don't know what I've been through. Mm-hmm. Well, it really doesn't matter what you've been through. Mm-hmm. You need to forgive to get free. Yeah. If you have toxic emotions, this is what you need to do is ask the Lord to teach you how to forgive. Mm-hmm. So, With forgiveness, there's an implication of some kind of wrong or wound. Um, do you have any advice or kind of wisdom of how to go about forgiving and processing a wound based on its type, severity, or, or how it's affected you as a person? Well, I think that uh, you might have to think about who do I need to forgive? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes we need to forgive God. If, if, you have, if you think that whatever happened to you, God allowed that to happen, you can become angry with God if you lose a child, if you, uh, if something very traumatic happens to you. You can you can feel that toward the Lord because everybody hasn't been taught that we have an enemy and mm-hmm. and that every good and perfect gift comes from God. But there's also a devil and he came to kill, steal, and destroy. So everybody hasn't been taught that, and so they get angry with God. But the next person that we sometimes don't realize we need to forgive is ourselves mm. because probably. I do more to myself than anybody else does to me mm-hmm. to uh, to block the blessings of God in my life or to, uh, I can't think of the word I want to use here, uh, but but in, to keep me from moving forward. Mm-hmm. If I look back, it's my own fault. Mm-hmm. It's my own fault. Yeah. I think it's definitely hard to realize that sometimes. Like in our last episode, we talked about how we tend to think of ourselves. And so trying having that humility of realizing okay we need to forgive ourselves like that's hard it is hard it's too uh, you know uh, just last week i was praying about a little situation and uh, and i said to the lord and when i said it to the lord i thought i I really never realized that before Uh, i you know i said lord all those years ago art and i made a bad decision 
and we have been uh, in, a, in our young time of our marriage we made a, a bad decision we invested in something that we should not have invested in and we've been paying for it ever since and we've tried to do this and, and do that to try to uh, adjust that out and I, I just you know I said Lord first of all forgive me forgive us for making a bad decision and then Lord I give that to you I'm not going to worry about it anymore we've just paid it all these years and not thought anything about it it was there was nothing we could do about it and you're saying what in the world are you talking about <laughs> i'm not going to tell you but <laughs> oh but it, but it's something that you know that uh it was a spare of the moment investment that we thought would be wonderful and uh, and we didn't read the contract as we should have read the contract and mm. see that there's a fee that we have to pay until we die <laughs> and then it'll go to our children and so uh, you know that it's just uh and I just believe the Lord's going to show us how to how to dissolve that. But He has to do it. And I believe the beginning of that may have been forgiving myself mm-hmm. and not being angry with myself anymore for making a bad decision. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times, all, all of these things, all these toxic emotions, if you're feeling a toxic emotion, then something back there you're blaming yourself for. So that's you need to forgive yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or God. One of Those are the two. Mm-hmm. Then you have to think about who hurt me? Who caused this? And you have to forgive them. Yeah. Um, so when we're talking about, I like to pause on forgiving ourselves because I think that that is something that in my life has been tough. Um, and I mean, I think if I were to just speak from personal experience, the, the kind of two-sided coin we have as dealing with ourselves is we know our heart. And so sometimes we can be quick to cut ourselves slack. Like, well, I didn't mean to do that, you know? And typically I find myself doing that when I've wronged someone else. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I didn't mean to hurt them. I didn't mean to cut them off in traffic. I didn't mean, but when it comes to things that I'm not forgiving myself for, I can also go to the reverse side of like, man, you had a bad heart about that and and beat myself up about it. Mm -hmm. So how do we... Um, kind of correct that inner voice of beating ourselves up about it. I think you can reverse that voice with praise, and with there's a. And I have to be careful how much I say about this because I'm. Uh, this is my subject tomorrow night. But uh, <laughs> in Psalms one nineteen one sixty four, it says, "I will praise you seven times a day mm-hmm. for your great for the great works of, that you've done." And you know that is, and I will praise seven times a day. It isn't, I will be thankful seven times a day. It is, I will praise you. Mm-hmm. Pray, Thanksgiving is about us. Yeah. It's about what God's done for us. But praise is all about God. Hmm. It's who he is. It's his greatness. And when you praise seven times a day, you keep your focus on God. So then when you do something wrong and you need to repent, it's, it becomes more obvious to you. But also... When you realize you've done something wrong and you're and you've repented, but you still feel bad about it, praise will remind you that God is great, that Jesus died for all men, for all sin, for all time, and He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. That's what the scripture says. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Nothing you could ever do could make me stop loving you. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I think that when you when you get to that point, it's easier to forgive yourself. 
Mm. It's still hard to get over. I mean, when I do something stupid and I hurt someone's feelings or, or I do something I shouldn't have done in public and, and you know, after all, I am a minister. Well, it takes me a while to get over it. Mm-hmm. And I do have to go back and apologize sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, and we should. We should. But, yeah, forgiveness is important. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to <laughs> know, do you have an inner, inner critic? I've talked to a few people <laughs> that, like, they said they don't have an inner critic and, like, they don't feel bad for things they did back in, like, second grade. Am I the only one at this table oh, who, I like, think about it gets night sweats about the girl who saw me pick my nose in second grade? <laughs> like, I still, like, I still, yeah. sometimes I think about that yeah. and I still can't get over it. Oh, like... Yeah. I think about it in the shower and bed at night. Yeah. It haunts me every day. Yeah. How do I forgive myself <laughs> yeah. for that, Billy, for picking my nose in second grade? You laugh about it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that'll I help. I have, in, in an annual one time, a young man who was a couple years older than me uh, wrote in my annual to Billy and her unruly blonde hair, go get it fixed. Oh, oh it my hurt gosh. my feelings so badly. That's I still so remember it. Name him. Who is it? <laughs> He's 70 canceled. years old. I remember that. Yeah. I just always find it interesting because I'm one of those people who like, I still feel bad about second grade things. So yeah. it makes me think about, you just said one of the keys to forgiveness is forgiving quickly. Yeah. With yourself and with others? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we've talked about forgiving ourselves. I think that is, that's gold. I think harboring hate towards yourself and self-hatred is just that's hard mm-hmm. and and learning how to forgive yourself is a big deal the who else do we need to forgive though because you mentioned two two other groups of people i think forgiving yourself is like for me it's the most difficult um and i could sit here all day and think about terrible things that i've done to myself but who else needs forgiveness in our lives well they come and go I, you know i there'll be people all through your life that do things that the guy in traffic you know how how many times have i prayed oh lord please teach him to drive Mm. (laughs) but you have to rather than saying you're and and really my daughter broke me of the you're a stupid idiot thing because i would say you stupid idiot when they would cut me off and my my little girl uh when she was a baby had her little she and her little friend were in the car and she said he says the car cut me off stupid idiot i thought <laughs> my baby just oh called someone gosh. a stupid idiot well she learned that from me mm-hmm. so it really made me aware mm-hmm. of my conversation our conversations mm-hmm. are so important yeah. and so you know then i had to start so i instead of calling people a stupid idiot well i started saying lord bless that person mm. teach them to drive <laughs> 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 kind of passive. But you, do, well, but you have to forgive those people. Now, you could go the rest of the day thinking about that jerk nearly hit my car. He could have caused me to run off the road. You could dwell on that, and that's mm-hmm. a very small thing. But there are things that happen all the time that get mm-hmm. under our skin. Mm-hmm. And we think of, we don't think of them as serious enough to, to, to actually have to forgive them and ask God to forgive them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a scripture in John that says, uh, it's talking about Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and it says, he's talking to his disciples, and he said, having received the Holy Spirit, and this is before, he's he, just before he's going back to heaven, having received the Holy Spirit, whosoever sins you forgive mm-hmm. will be forgiven them. Mm-hmm. Now that is a powerful, powerful statement. But then he says this, and whosoever sins you retain are retained. 
He doesn't say who retains them. When we refuse to forgive, we actually embrace a sin. Mm. And even if we didn't do it, later we might do it if we don't forgive. I think a good example of that, this is really when the Lord showed me that verse. I was ministering to someone who was an alcoholic. Their parents were alcoholics. And I asked, how did you feel about your parents being an alcoholic? Oh, I'll never forgive my dad for drinking. No, and now you're an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. So that sin that they were not willing to let go, they were not willing to forgive. Whoever sins you forgive will be forgiven them. That's allowing you to participate in God's grace. Mm -hmm. Now, you can't get saved for somebody else, but when somebody does something to you, God allows you to participate in his grace to release them. Mm -hmm. A lot of children that are abused, if you ask them as adults, and they're abusing their children now, you were abused by your child, by your parents. How did you feel about that? I'll never forgive them for what they did to me. And now you're abusing your children. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So it's it's a generation type of curse that could be reversed and cut off through the power of forgiveness. Hmm. So, you know, I can't prove that, but it's something to think about. Yeah. If you don't want to get involved in the same thing that was done to you, then forgive. Mm-hmm. So we talked about um, forgiving, forgiving those, you know, off to the side, if the drivers. Mm-hmm. But how do we forgive someone who's close to us? And how do we go about that conversation? Because it can be hard to talk to someone that you really love. How do you forgive them? You how don't do really we- have to talk to people. Forgiving is not, not you're telling somebody, I mm-hmm. forgive you. It's, it's an internal thing with you. Mm. So when I forgive someone, now there may be a time when I have to ask them to forgive me. Mm. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or uh, you may have to say, I, you know, I, I know you didn't do that intentionally. I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And even if you think they may have done it intentionally. Mm-hmm. But uh, forgiveness has to do with going to the Lord and saying, uh, praying something like this. Mm. Lord, I am willing to forgive so and so. And I ask you to forgive them also. And I ask you to cleanse me of any resentment, of any anger, of any residue of what was done to me. Mm. And restore me and restore my relationship with you. That's good. Because whatever was done to you will, will keep you, it'll block you. It'll block your prayer life. Every time you try to pray, it'll jump up. Mm-hmm. Every time you try to go to sleep, it'll jump up. And the only way to get free from it is to forgive it. Now you can't, they may never do what's right so you Mm -hmm. can't you can't affect other people's actions but you can affect how it how it affects you and forgiveness is a powerful powerful thing in his book let me see if i can find it because i certainly can't remember all the things forgiveness is and forgiveness isn't but uh there's a wonderful book on forgiveness talk among yourselves while i find this okay what other embarrassing things do you lay awake at night and just (laughs) horrified over The things that I say mm. in front of Billy Hunt. Yeah. The race car driver. The Hunt. race car the driver. The race car driver. Yeah. Oh, it, okay. We'll, we'll run that video in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, from his book, Total Forgiveness, R.W. Mm. Kendall tells, has lists things that forgiveness <clears throat> is and things that forgiveness isn't. <clears throat> and this first is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is being aware of what someone has done and still forgiving them. Mm. You know what they did. You know what, how it felt, and you still were willing to forgive them. Secondly, it's choosing to keep no record of the wrong. 
Mm. So a lot of people say, I forgive you, but they bring it up every time, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgive you, but you just did it again. You know, I forgave you of that last week, and you just did it again. But you have to refuse to keep a record of that. Mm. I, I love what Jesus said to his disciples. If you go to a place and you minister, and you're not accepted, when you leave the place, shake the dust off your feet. What did he mean? Shake off a fence. Mm. Don't carry it with you. Mm. Leave it behind you. Don't let it don't let it be a burden to you. So don't keep a record of wrong. And then forgiveness is refusing to punish. Now I well we'll get to that one in a minute. And the next one, it's not telling others, not telling other people what they did. Forgiveness is not. I'm not going to celebrate. I'm not going to publish what you did. Yeah. Five, it's being merciful. Six, it's being gracious. Seven, it's an inner condition. We cannot change our hearts, but we can, by an act of our will, change our mind to position ourselves for God to change our heart. Mm. I need to say that again, because I don't want these people to have to back up on their, on their YouTube. We cannot, I cannot change my own heart, mm-hmm. but I can change my mind. I can pull my mind into position mm. so that God can change my heart. And number eight, it's an absence of bitterness. You refuse mm. to be bitter. Number nine, it's a choice. Mm. Forgiveness is a choice. Yeah. That is so important. And it's a lifestyle. Yeah, It's something we live day after day after day. Now, this is what it's not. This is really important. Forgiveness is not approving of what was done. You're not approving somebody that did something wrong. Secondly, it's not excusing what was done. It's not excusing. If it was wrong, it was wrong. And that doesn't change. But I'm willing to forgive you. Mm-hmm. Thirdly, it's not justifying what was done. Fourthly, it's not pardoning what was done. You know, there's if somebody breaks the law, then they're, they're going to... In fact, the, Lord, the Bible says that. You will go to jail if you break the law. So it's not excusing what they did. It's not saying that they won't be punished. It, that's, it, that's not what it is. It isn't even reconciliation. So that doesn't mean if somebody hurts you that you have to continue being friends with them if they continue to hurt you. If this continues, it's not reconciliation. Reconciliation takes the participation of two parties. But you can forgive even before there is reconciliation. Number six, it's not denying what was done. Seven, it's not blindness to what happened. And it's not forgetting you know, we hear that forgive and forget. Yeah. Well, you know, there's some things you can't forget, mm-hmm. but you can still forgive. It's not forgetting. Although you may not be able to forget the wrong, you can make the choice not to dwell on it mm-hmm. and let it control you. Number nine, it's not refusing to take the wrong seriously. And finally, it's not pretending that you're not hurt. Mm-hmm. So those are 10 things forgiveness is and 10 things forgiveness isn't. Yeah, you brought up something interesting right along Casey's um, question, which was it doesn't necessarily need another party. So I'd like to take that kind of in two different directions. One, what is forgiveness in the spiritual realm of, Lord, I forgive them? How How is that different than forgiving a person face-to-face? Is it different? I think that, uh, think about Jesus on the cross, because he made that statement. Mm-hmm. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And he really wasn't just talking to the people standing around the bottom of the cross. 
He was talking about everybody that participated, that didn't understand. He was talking about them all. Mm -hmm. Stephen said the same thing when he was being stoned. Mm -hmm. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And and I, so I think that there's that forgiveness that is an, an inclusive forgiveness, mm-hmm. and um, and and it's it's really a lifestyle. That's a that's a lifestyle where we're ready to forgive. And I really think uh, if you're having trouble with it, it's something you might want to every day when you wake up, add it to your little scripture. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Mm-hmm. And Father, I thank you that today I will forgive. Whatever happens to me today, I will forgive. You will empower me to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how does that affect the third kind of category of people we need to forgive, which you said was God? Well, you know, I think that um, with myself, I, you have to. You just. I don't know that we need to forgive God, but we but we have to because we shouldn't get angry with God. Mm-hmm. We should know that God is God. And there are tons of things. We're human. And there's just so much we don't know. The older you get, the more you realize that. And, and you'll never know. You could memorize the entire Bible. You could put it to memory, but there would still be things you do not know. Mm-hmm. And certainly about what's happening in life. So what we do not understand, we have to leave it at the cross. And there have been many times when things happened I didn't understand, and I've gone to God and I've said, Father, I don't understand this. I don't understand this. I'm hurt. I just don't understand it. So would you help me understand? And if you can't help me understand, would you heal my heart? Mm -hmm. And, And that's, you know, you may need to do that. And if you're angry with God, be honest. Don't lie. Say, you know, I'm feeling anger toward you because I don't understand. I'm injured. And I'd like for you to heal my heart. And he will. Mm-hmm. With offense, um, how do we know when we need to talk to somebody? Whether it is the person who wronged us, or whether it's just you know a, a counselor or someone, where the issue may be more than just um, I need to forgive them, and and there's some depth that we really need to work through. I, I think that uh, <clears throat> I have a. I have a friend that was my best friend for years and years, and something happened. And to this day, I, have, I don't have a clue what it was, even though she's tried to tell me, but she doesn't really know either. But for years, all of a sudden, one Sunday morning, she stopped talking to me hmm. and didn't talk to me for, goodness, several years. Her dad was the minister and called me once, and he said, what is wrong? I said, I don't know. I, you know, if I knew, I wrote her letters. I, I did. One time I went to her office. She was a, a principal in school. And I went to her office and I said, you know, I don't know what I did to you, but I'm so sorry. I mean, you've been my best friend for all these years. And she said, you didn't do anything. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. And that was that was really the first time she'd said anything to me in mm-hmm. probably a year. And it went on for years. I prayed about it. I Sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Mm-hmm. And then one day, after many years, I ran into, we ran into them in a restaurant. She came over, greeted me, and it was like, and, uh, and we took several trips together after that. Our, our friendship was restored. But we were. Ne- she never told me what it was. To this day, I don't know what it was. Hmm. But whatever it was, she forgave me. Mm-hmm. She tried to tell me, but uh, you know, she, did, she didn't really know. It was the devil. Mm-hmm. It was probably the devil. So there's sometimes you just can't find out what it was. Yeah. And you just have to forgive anyway. And that's what I did. Uh, you know, I, I just forgave her and asked her to please forgive me. And I guess over a period of time that happened, but it took a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was hurtful. Yeah. 
Yeah. How do you know if like put ourselves in her shoes, what are some ways we could figure out if there is more of a tangible, credible thing that needs our specific forgiveness or if it is just something that the enemy is trying to drive a wedge between us? The only thing she ever said that uh, was that she felt like it, uh, that it had to do with what was happening in my life with ministry that was not happening in hers. Hmm. Her, her life was going in one direction and mine was going in the other, and, and she just felt our, our lives went in separate <clears throat> directions. I don't know whether there was a resentment over that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. And I don't really have an answer for you because that's been a uh, – well, I'm not going to say it's been a burden over the years because it hasn't because I gave it to the Lord. And I choose not to think about it. But when I do think about it, because we like to know things. Yeah. You know, I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to know everything. Yeah. <laughs> and there's things we're not going to know until we get to heaven. You know, and so as Keith Moore would say, that we'll go, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. and so you know, there'll be things in our life that when we get to heaven, we'll say that, oh, mm-hmm. and uh, so I don't know, I don't have the answer to that. So if you find yourself in a situation where you need forgiveness from someone else, how do you go about asking that question? Well, I think that let's turn it around. Let's say that uh, you're in a position where. The, you need to forgive someone, and mm-hmm. they're not here yeah. to forgive them. And so uh, you've done something to them, but they're, maybe they've died or they're, mm-hmm. they're somebody, whatever. So I would do this. I would ask you to look at me and pretend that I'm that person. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've hurt you, and now you're willing to forgive them. So, so you would say to them, I'm willing to forgive you. And so that, you know, that's just what you would say. You'd look at me, pretend I'm that person, and say, I'm willing to forgive you. I release you from your sin against mm-hmm. me. And uh, if I've hurt you, I ask you to forgive me. Mm-hmm. So that that would be the beginning of it. And then, because really, forgiveness is about people. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. you would ask God to heal both of your hearts. Yeah, You know, you just say, Father, would you please heal both of our hearts? I have asked for people, especially people uh, who may have been hurt a lot and, uh, and they are having problems with, with their thinking, I've asked God to erase the tapes of their mind mm-hmm. uh, concerning that hurt so that they can release it and not think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I've had some really good reports back of people who the Lord did that. They got peace. They were able to let it go mm-hmm. and let the Lord cleanse their mind. You know, in, in her book, uh, Who Switched Off My Brain, Dr. Caroline Leaf says that every night during, while you sleep, that your brain is washed, it's cleansed, and that whatever the last thing you put in your brain will go over and over and over and over in your brain while you sleep. So it's really important the last thing you put in your brain. Mm. So I always pray a scripture. I usually pray Psalms 23 or, or some scripture that can play over and over in my mind. And I ask the Lord to wash my brain every night and get rid of any anger, mm. any anxiety while I'm sleeping. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. We've talked a lot about forgiving people, um, being just an act between you and the Lord. What advice do you have for people who want to seek forgiveness and extend forgiveness in relationship here on earth? Like I'm thinking a married couple or family. Um, I mean, I've talked to volunteers who, you know, what do you do when both parties may be at fault and and how do you... play with and and do forgiveness in that situation 
Well, if they're with a counselor, a counselor can really help them. But if they're not, uh, I, I remember a time when the Lord spoke to me that I needed to ask forgiveness of my husband and my daughter because I was spending too much time working at home. I work from home, and it's easy to do this when you work from home. Uh, I would get in, and I would be outlining, and I would be working, and, and then I would go off traveling. And, and the Lord said that, you know, that, that they're, what, what you're experiencing from them when you go home is a frustration that they don't even know what it is, but mm -hmm. it's because you're not spending enough time with them. So I want you to apologize. Mm. Okay. So when they picked me up from the airport that weekend on Sunday evening, I, I said, I need to apologize to both of you. I, I want you to forgive me. I'm not spending enough time with you. And the Lord has really shown me that I have got to walk out of my office and close the door at five o'clock and not go back in my office, not work nights, but spend my time with you. That Christy, mm -hmm. when you get home from school, if you get home at three, whatever time she got home, I don't remember what time it was, that I'm to walk out of my office and shut the door and mm -hmm. not go back in there and spend time with you. I want you to forgive me. And they both, they, they said, you know, first of all, they said, oh, we don't mind. But they, they did, God had really talked to me. And I saw a real change in our relationship mm -hmm. when that happened. Mm -hmm. And there have been times when in, in 60 years of marriage, I've married the same wonderful guy for 60 years. In 60 years of marriage, there have been a lot of times when I've had to say, I am so sorry. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have said that. And his response is usually, I'm really sorry, too. So it's just really good to, to verbalize mm -hmm. because a lot of times in our relationship, art is really quiet. And I know it's hard to believe, but I'm pretty quiet, too, at home. Mm. I don't talk as much as I do. I guess I talk so much in public, I don't have any words left when I get <laughs> home. But um, so a lot of times in our early marriage, when things would happen, I'm a powder. So I would just, and we, all, we both are, we just clam up. Mm -hmm. Well, boy, if you walked in our living room, you could cut the air with a knife mm -hmm. because it, there, was, there was that tension there because we were angry with each other. And we learned over a period of time that we had to sit down and we had to talk about what was happening and we both had to admit our error and ask for forgiveness. And when that happened, it's just an amazing thing. Yeah. It's like the air just cleared, mm -hmm. yeah, just, just became clear. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, with people, it's like that. Mm -hmm. And with God, it's like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does that answer that a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I've heard um, in relationship counseling, people say that, when you're when you're in a relationship dealing with forgiveness, it can almost at times seem nitpicky how much you apologize, as in you're nitpicking yourself. Like, hey, I'm sorry, you know, I I did this or I left my socks on the floor. Um, but what the the people I've listened to say is that it doing that and almost over apologizing saves us from building up these big you know, issues. And all of a sudden I'm throwing the kitchen sink at someone because they've, you know, wronged me such a way. Um, but almost those little daily check-ins of like, Hey, I'm so sorry that I burnt your eggs this morning. Um, or, or whatever it is really keeps you on track and, and more than just for asking forgiveness for actual things. It almost just creates this security in a relationship of knowing that, you both care for each other, whether um, it's a, a quote, big offense or small offense, you're creating this safe space where you both know we're both in this together. 
and any offense was probably not meant. Um, and if it was, I know that there will be a time to circle back and talk about it. Well, you can also, uh, when, when something happens, sometimes uh, if your mate, uh, they may not tell you exactly what they're upset about, but if they're upset and you can distinguish what they're upset about, you can discover something you're not doing that, that they need. Uh, for instance, uh, if, uh, if, if, your, if your mate needs you to check on them, uh, Art takes these walks out on the golf course, and, um, and, and I, he likes it. If he doesn't come in on time, he wants me to call him to make sure mm. he's okay. Well, mm. I know he's okay. I, you know, the Lord's taking care of me. But it, but it makes him feel like I care mm -hmm. to call. And so, you know, there are certain things that we just need to do. Mm -hmm. and, and I know that uh, it used to irritate me when I would go shopping and I'd be gone for an hour. He'd call and say, where are you? Well, I told you I'm going shopping. <laughs> but where are, when are you coming home? <laughs> oh, it used to irritate me. And then I, I realized it was just he needs that. Mm -hmm. So he was doing that to me because he needs that checking in where I'm an independent spirit, you know, yeah. I, Mm -hmm. But I really do need that too. I, because I get it, I don't realize I need it. But, mm -hmm. but I do need it. So yeah, you know, you just have to. Sometimes it gives you a hint of what you can do to please your mate, whatever they're doing to you, even if, if it may be a little annoying at times. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think just those little things like check-ins or or little conversations, whatever you can do to create um, that that intimacy and that space in your relationship to where there is that perceived tone of, we both care for each other. You know, both people in this relationship want it to work. Both people in this relationship want this to be happy or successful, you know, whether that's marriage or family or, or whatever. Or working. Or I, you working, know, yeah. Yeah, our group, the people that we work with, I, when we were praying this morning, I was kind of sitting up high and looking down, I, I realized how much I really love the people I work mm. with. Just really love them, feel, feel family with them. And that's so important. But I think a lot of that comes because we pray together. Uh, we do a lot of things together as, as a staff. And we worship together. And it really creates an atmosphere mm -hmm. where uh, I, I know, you know, I, I'm sure that I'm sure that there's got to be times when people disagree. But I have never seen really among our staff a, a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because of we communicate. Mm -hmm. Communication is so important. We could do mm -hmm. we could do four more shows on communication. Mm -hmm. yeah. Here's forgiveness. Now let's talk about communication because it's so important. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. definitely helped put me in check too. Because um, with like friendships, when one party seems to start distancing themselves away, just a gradual like distance, um, and the other party comes and. They're asking, I don't know how to dis, I don't know how to word this. Um, when they come to you and kind of how you were saying, they're not checking, uh, giving you the checks. They just throw the whole kitchen sink. So it's, it, it catches you off guard. How do you respond to that person who catches you off guard? Because you don't know you did something wrong to them, mm -hmm. but they felt wronged and they need, they need forgiveness or. They need. They they're, they're asking, asking for. They're, yeah. I guess they're they're wanting they're, you to apologize. Yes. They need you yes. to apologize. Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is to to be honest with them. I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. I treasure your friendship. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't hurt you for anything. Yeah. 
And so I'm really sorry that this offended you. And, you know, I mean, it might be your inclination to say, I don't know why that offended you. Yeah. Why would you get offended over that? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. But that's the absolute wrong thing to say because they are offended. Mm -hmm. You know, you have hurt their feelings in some way. And uh, so, you know, just ask them, first of all, acknowledge. That that's one of the most important things is acknowledge. When people get offended, whether they should have gotten offended or not, they're offended. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. you got to acknowledge that offense. Yeah. You know, oh, I, you know, I realized that I didn't realize this hurt you, but I, I want you to know that I wouldn't have hurt you for anything. Mm -hmm. So I acknowledge that they're hurt, and then you ask them to please forgive you, mm -hmm. and and then pray together. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One thing on that, because um, it can be difficult sometimes when you're, you know, giving out an apology. There's one word that ruins every apology. That's the word but. Yeah. Buts mm -hmm. make bad apologies. Yeah. Um, so what I've found is, especially when I'm not only needing to forgive someone, but also asking forgiveness for myself, um, what I'll say is, I'm sorry I reacted this way. And instead of saying but, I'll say that was an unhealthy way for me to respond to feeling rejected unloved, neglected. And in a way, it kind of puts um, accountability on both parties mm -hmm. in that relationship. Not to say, hey, I'm sorry, you know, but I you yelled at you, this. but you did it. It's, hey, I'm, I'm very sorry I yelled mm -hmm. at you. That was an unhealthy and inappropriate way for me to respond to feeling unwanted. Mm -hmm. And that is a great way to, to start that conversation of, oh man, I'm sorry you felt unwanted. What what made you feel that mm -hmm. way? Because I think one thing that can easily be thrown aside when we're in relationships is both parties taking accountability for what mm -hmm. has happened. You know, the old saying, it takes two to tango. Well, it takes two to not tango, you know, as well. And, and whatever could have thrown the relationship off may not always be, as you're saying, one-sided. And I think the, also the other thing is, is you, you never attack the person mm -hmm. that's you know you know you would never say things like well you always do this and so blah 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 mm -hmm. well if you hadn't done this i wouldn't have done that mm. and so you're attacking their character yeah. and so you know really to attack the problem is I, you know there i'm sorry there was a misunderstanding it's, mm -hmm. it's what you were saying and i accept my part of the responsibility for it mm. so yeah it's important if we want to be happy if we got to communicate we got to forgive and we got to work at it. We really have to work at our relationships. But relationships, wow, they are so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I heard um, someone say once, unforgiveness is like drinking poison and waiting for the other person to die. You know, it's yeah. like we don't realize that we're hurting ourselves. Yeah. They may be having a great time, um, but because we're not willing to forgive them. And it really does, just as much as, as planting bitterness in your heart, unforgiveness really does cause a root of bitterness. I've I've known women that just refused to forgive, and mm. they and they just well it cost they became bitter. Mm -hmm. And and as I said, the older you get, the longer you let bitterness stay. It's a weed. It's a cancer. Mm -hmm. It grows. Yeah. So yeah, forgive. Yeah, it's a good way to live. It is, and it's not a as we're saying one time thing. No, it's a daily no. lifestyle. Yeah, you know, it, or a choice we make multiple times. You don't just mm -hmm. forgive someone once. Some. Healthy Christians live lifestyles of praise and worship, lifestyles of prayer, 
lifestyles of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Those are, I'm sure there are other lifestyles, but those are probably mm -hmm. the most important lifestyles that we live. Yeah. That's good. That's great. I have loved this conversation. I mean, it's always a treat getting to sit yeah. with you and learn wisdom today on yeah. forgiveness. Yeah. Um, just closing question. If someone took a food from you, what food would it be the hardest to forgive them for stealing? I'll start. Um, I said donut. If someone steals one of my donuts, it's a like donut. Rough. Yeah, oh. donuts are good. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. But I not like as good nice. as a as a rare filet mignon. Ooh. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's more savory. I was thinking more sweet. Oh. Casey, I'd say pizza. 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 Mm. That was great. I would never take your pizza. No, no. <laughs> good. I'll probably <laughs> your donut. But if she did, you would forgive her. I would forgive you. Would yeah. forgive I would forgive okay, her. Okay, good. good. Billy, thank you so much for being here on Friends You Can Grow With. We hope to have you back sometime, hopefully in the near future. Good. Yeah. I'm always ready to come. Good. Yeah. We're glad to have you.